This has been a great podcast. Uh, I really hope you enjoy it. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about Philip Rivers and his high school expeditions. He's going to be a coach. We're going to be talking about Tua signing his first contract with the Miami Dolphins. I will give you a nice little prediction on the season of uh, four teams of my choice. Uh, I'll also be talking about Robert Kraft signing off his ring. And finally, Clowney and his free agencies issues, if you want to call it that. Um, I've really enjoyed, like I said, I've really enjoyed filming this, this episode uh, and I hope you enjoy listening to it. Um, just get straight into this thing. Welcome to the Across the Pond podcast. It is Monday the 11th of May, episode 4. Another week of NFL sports and news. And talking about news, Earl Thomas was found with his brother naked and with another woman. His wife got news of this and held them at gunpoint. Interesting start to the week. Was not expecting that from anyone. Uh, But that is not the most embarrassing thing that's happened to Earl Thomas. He did get double stiff on by Derek Henry. So at least that sort of like squashes the whole situation. Um, so yeah, it's not as bad as it's not as bad as you thought. But anyway, we've got a good podcast coming up for you. Uh, some good news to talk about. Uh, a lot of interesting things. Done some digging. Oh, let's just get straight into the podcast. And I just want to start about uh, talking about Philip Rivers, who is 38 years of age and he is coming up to the end of his NFL career. Uh, he's been bad and bruised and he hasn't got long left we can all we can all I think we can all agree with that he isn't going to play for many more years as you know Philip Rivers he signed with the Indianapolis Colts for a one-year deal after going into free agency he left the Chargers which he spent all his career at Philip Rivers has actually confirmed that after he retires from the NFL he never said when but when he does retire from the NFL he says uh, he's going to be coaching the high school of St. Michael Catholic. St. Michael Catholic High School uh, in Alabama. Um, he's going to do this after retirement. He said he's always wanted to coach uh, high school. He's always wanted to do some form of coaching. And I think he is ready to go ahead and do that. Obviously, he's got to pay his one year with the Colts. Uh, he says it's actually been his dream to be a high school coach I mean okay each to their own you play in the NFL he says he only had two dreams in his life one of them dreams was to play in the NFL which he accomplished and another one of them dreams was to be a high school football coach following the footsteps of his father he says Um, but there's definitely a a downgrade and you go from an NFL player to a high school coach but I mean Whatever floats your boat. He, he has to be happy. It's obviously something he's wanted to do. He's an eight-time uh, pro bowler uh, and he's going to join a high school team. So I bet that high school team is so enthusiastic to get ready and play when he joins because you've got Philip Rivers. Rivers not Maybe we'll go down in the Hall of Fame. Still a great quarterback and someone to learn from if you want to learn football. The quarterback will be excited. Um, but like I said, he signed a one-year deal with the... Indianapolis Colts but before he signed a deal while he was in free agency he was talking about retirement now it's a one-year deal um, and he's already got his plans set up for his future could this be the last year we see of Philip Rivers you know is it is it just a last quick 
money move from the man come in there get his money and go coach high school maybe have a quick easy year outside of the charges the organization is falling apart as it is he didn't have a great year last year get some money go to a new place play indoors be happy be gone or does he stay around for a little bit you know does he play with the Colts one two three seasons I'm not sure don't see why not might as well get that money up while you can while you're age but he has taken a bruising and a battering his O-line has not been great uh, and he's a big he's a big quarterback he's not he's not scrambling around in that pocket he's taking them hits he just fold over and take them hits um Talking about protection, it seems like it was a big reason for Philip Rivers to join the Indianapolis Colts due to its offensive line. They have a top, they are in the top five. They actually uh, ranked third overall by the Pro Football Focus in their position. Uh, and the offensive coordinator, Nick Sarani, said that a big part of Philip Rivers joining was the O line. And I mean, at his stage in his career, if he only wants to play one, potentially two or three seasons. I mean, you want to go to a place where you know you're not going to get an injury that's going to really backlog you. You don't want an injury that's going to really affect you. You're old, get your money, go somewhere where you'll be safe and enjoy it. His old team at the Chargers last year were ranked 29th. So obviously it's a big difference. You can be protected this year and hopefully with that pressure backed off and that line holding, Philip Rivers won't throw as many interceptions and there will be touchdowns instead and hopefully have a little more success. Maybe he'll go to the playoffs. Maybe he'll go win a game or two. Fingers crossed Philip Rivers has a nice end to his career because, you know, that man's not bad. And on the field, he's, he's a great character and I think everyone likes to hear he's mic'd up after he's finished a game. Um, but also, don't forget, this man gets to play indoors, Okay. Colt Stadium, Lucas Oil Stadium, it's indoor stadium, indoor venue. He's warm. He's old. He's getting old. He wants to stay warm. He wants to be protected and you can't blame him. And he wants some money. So what is it to say? Philip Rivers is going to be a high school coach. He's already got it all signed. Had a press conference. I mean, I'm not too much into high school football, but a press conference? That's what's up. I mean, make a big entrance. You're the big, you're the big boss in town now. I mean, you better watch out, St. Michael Catholic High School, all the teachers, you know, you, you, ain't, you ain't no big teacher now. Philip Rivers is there. I mean, what else can you ask for? Uh, but yeah, Philip Rivers, I mean, go play one or two seasons, be done, be done. Is he going to win a Super Bowl? Probably not. If he could win a Super Bowl, that would cement his legacy as one of the greats. But for now, it's just Philip Rivers. It could be great if he had a ring. That's where I stand on Philip Rivers. Um, definitely an interesting character. And actually, another uh, another topic we're going to be talking about today is the Dolphins are signing Tua Tua Tagov. You know, I always struggle with this guy's name. Tua Tagovolia. Someone can correct me. Um, the number. The fifth round pick, uh, fifth round, first round pick, damn, he was the fifth pick of the first round, what's going on in my head, uh, this guy signed with the Dolphins for a four year deal, um, 
he's got a $30.28 million contract and he also has a fifth year option with a signing bonus of 19.6 million and that is guaranteed. If you work it out, it's about 7.5, about 7.57 million a year, which is not bad if you look at um, the seasons and uh, other quarterbacks. I mean, he's already getting more than Mitch Trubisky and Sam Darnold, but he is actually getting less than Joe Burrow's the round one, pick one, there we go, uh, quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. He's getting less than him. I believe Joe Burrows is getting about, if you work it out, $9 million a year from what I read. And this is interesting. Um, Miami Dolphins fans, you can you can feel confident. You can go get your jersey. And Miami fans did. On Monday, uh, to his jerseys, his both home and away jerseys, over top sale in the NFL, beating out players like Tom Brady and Gronkowski. Um, so I guess Miami Dolphin fans are really buying into uh, the whole tank for Tua sort of vibe. And now they've got Tua and they want to keep Tua and they want to see how he is. They bought his jersey, top selling. Um, what's he going to do with all that money? Well, he's shown us what he's going to do with all that money. To be fair, he bought his mom a new car, Cadillac, Cadillac, American stuff. I don't. I don't know, that car's not a car we have here in the UK. And my pronouncing of words, as you can tell, isn't great. Um, but good on the kid. He's got his money, and I believe Miami, not only the fan base, but the organisation has an indicator now that they can trust him, and they believe that his injuries don't matter, and that he can go out there and he can play, and he can perform. Maybe he will start over Ryan Fitzpatrick. And this could be possible, as bearing in mind, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, Fauci, once again, can't speak, can't pronounce his name. Uh, he is working with the president and in the White House, you know, about the whole coronavirus. And he said that he believes the season won't start on time. It won't start in September. And it might start later on, either in this year or next year. Um this means it could give more time for him to recover and also train to be in the position. Uh, hopefully, if they get some news of where they stand, maybe this man will be able to be taught a bit more and trained a bit more to the Miami Dolphins' way and maybe week one, he starts. Um, should be interesting. Obviously, the Miami Dolphins have confidence in him. Brian Flores obviously brought him in for a reason, didn't let him drop down in the draft, brought him into the organisation is trusting him, has gave him the money, has made the statement, we trust this guy, we'll bring this guy in, we won't let him drop, we want him, this is our future, we tanked for him last season, we've got him this season. Confidence, and I like it, and I like it in this team because they've lacked confidence for years, especially in the quarterback position, they've had Ryan Tannehill, uh, Josh Rosen, Jay Cutler, Brock Osweiler, I believe some of the names were, not the star names and they've got someone now that they believe can change the way this organization is perceived and hopefully it will win them some games and go further i mean they're looking at him long term so let's hope that tua and the dolphins can make it work and they paid him for the right reasons 
I don't think his hip injury is going to bother him. I do think he's over that. And I do think that he's going to come back uh, more clever, more focused. He's not going to make the stupid plays. He's going to understand where he is. He's in the NFL. He can get injured. That hip can get injured again. I feel like he will prepare himself correctly for the league. And he knows what he's going into. Now he's going to go in there confident. He knows what he's going to do. He's got paid. They feel confident in him. I feel like Tua is one to watch this season, next season, season after, season after, and season after. You get what I mean. I'm interested to see how he plays in the NFL. Lots of things have been written up about him, but I definitely think he's one to watch. Don't take your eyes off him because he's been paid for a reason. And their knowledge is greater than ours. So, fingers crossed. He does well. Fingers crossed he starts because I want to see him on that field. And let's get some action from two of us. You know, the number the number the round one fifth draft pick. Let's see what he brings to the table. Now, as we are still in the pandemic with the coronavirus and we're still battling away at it, celebrities have come forward and are working with an organisation called the uh, All In Challenge. Celebrities are going out there, football players, you name it, whoever, actors, whatever, are going out and giving something to the people, giving uh, the people a bid, an option uh, to raise money. And the money's going to go towards organisations such as Meals on Wheels, Kids Never Go Hungry. It's a great idea. I love that people are coming together for this. Uh, and celebrities are too, they can provide a lot of support. Uh, Tom Brady recently got involved, I know that, but a other member got involved today. Uh, Robert Kraft, the New England Patriots owner, obviously six-time Super Bowl champion, owns one of the greatest organisations in the past 20 years, or the greatest organisation in the past 20 years, Let's be honest, it is the best organisation. He's had the dynasty, he's had Brady, he's had Belichick. He has been very generous and I'm not being biased as a Patriots fan. He has been very generous. This guy has given away so much uh, of his own money to help with the fight. He donated a million masks to um, Boston, uh, Boston area. He also donated some masks to New York to help out there, and he did that all from his own pocket. He brought them from China. He used his own Patriots plane to take them there or to get them from China, bring them back, and then use his trucks to distribute distribute them or to wherever they needed. So, people like this, owners like this. I mean, not being biased, but this guy has done great, and he's put it up one step further. I mean. One big step further. This man is selling his Super Bowl 51 ring. And if you don't remember that Super Bowl, that is the legendary comeback where the Patriots went from 28-3 to and won the Super Bowl. He is selling his own personal Super Bowl ring with 283 diamonds. I mean, to say, 283 diamonds. It's a part, in my opinion, opinion, a ring, a sports ring, is a part of history. Yes, it's not the quarterback's ring, you know, it's not the star receiver ring, it's the owner's ring, but a ring 
is a part of history. I mean, that ring means something to him and to be giving it away. I mean, and he's not getting the money. He's giving away the money to an organisation, a better cause, is applaudable. I mean, I, I personally couldn't do that. I mean, yes, he has lots of money. Yes, he has whatever he wants. Yes, he has a great organisation his own football team, his own jets, whatever, he has all of that. But I mean, there's some things that you, no matter how much money you have, are like symbolic to who you are. And I I would think if I were to have a Super Bowl ring, obviously I never will. But if I were to have a Super Bowl ring, I couldn't get rid of it. And this guy's given it away purely to help out others. So I can only respect that. The money goes to the fight towards uh, COVID-19 and helping people eat. So... Can't really put it down. Uh, what is like in the clause actually is the winner gets the ring. Obviously, the main prize. I mean, you won't be putting the money towards it if you weren't getting it, right? I mean, it's, it's the main thing. The rest are just little side bits. Uh, if you live in the like uh, Rhode Island area around New England, uh, the Patriots will pick you up in their Patriots car, I guess. If you live outside the area and you need air travel, they'll bring their plane to you, fly to the Patriots uh, Stadium, take you around the trophy cabinet to that stadium, let you look around, I guess then present you with the ring. And he he says, maybe get a bite to eat. So um, the maybe, you might get what you might get it and you can spend thousands of you earn money on it, and you, you might get a meal, I guess, maybe, maybe, yeah, you didn't, you didn't give a lot of money, you, you might get a meal, so, but you still get a ring, you still get a Super Bowl ring, right, so, I mean, it's alright, don't, don't worry about the meal, but yeah, you get to have a, potentially have a meal with Robert Kraft, you get a Super Bowl ring, you get to tour the Gillette Stadium, if uh, you are a Patriots super fan, this would be ideal, right, well, it's not ideal because at the time of recording this, the bids are at six hundred and fifty thousand US dollars, um, and it started at seventy five thousand dollars. So, unless you're a millionaire, you ain't getting it. Uh, here's the only thing I don't like about that all in challenge is the fact that it is a auction, and regular people have no chance. It's just like one of those things is like a fancy, you know. Um, They'll only end up into people's hands that probably could buy it if they wanted to. Like, if you wanted to, you could probably buy the ring or you could probably get in his plane or, you, you know. It's not giving regular people a chance. Now, I did I did the calculations and all the quick mathematicals, you know. Uh, and if each person put in, you know, if, if 32,500 people put in $20, for maybe like a ticket, it would reach up to the 650,000 mark. So is there a better way to do it? I mean, do I think people would pay $20 to have this? Yes, many people. Do I think over 32,000? Yes, many people. Maybe they up it $30, $40 to put a ticket in because of the prize and maybe you can spend a little more money, you get more chance of winning. Um, but I think this is a better way to do it. it Maybe pull it out of like a raffle, you know, a random generator, something that gives the people a chance. 
I mean, maybe it's just they don't want to give away the Super Bowl ring to someone like us, you know, as peasants, you know. Maybe they want to give it away to someone, you know, who's going to just put it in their display case and forget it's ever there, you know. So I do think they could do it a better way. Uh, I don't think it's fair to people who want to have these experiences and they want to help out, but they can't, you know, splash out a quick million dollars. Um, you know, it's not really just available in your back pocket. I mean, there's not many people who can splash out 75,000, which is a starting bid. So, you know, it's, it's, it's made for the rich. Uh, and I wish it wasn't because I don't think it's fair. Uh, but nothing in life's fair, right? So <laughs> I guess we just have to get on with it. But I think it'd be better if they did that. I think they would get a little more money. And someone who wants it, you know, more, probably is an avid Patriots fan or who likes football memorabilia, you know, they will, they have a chance of getting it and not just some millionaire who might never even look at it again. So, I mean, that's my opinion on it. I mean, it's still a nice thing to do. I mean, you can't doubt that, though. Don't get me wrong, it's still a nice thing to do, but it's just like a another look what I've got to another millionaire, you know, so fingers crossed if they ever do something like this again, it changes, but I doubt it. But yeah, there we are, Robert Kraft giving away his Super Bowl 51 ring. Uh, still, gutsy move. Um, now, actually, we get onto a, a little subject that I prepared. I have guessed four teams. I have guessed what their record will be. Obviously, the schedule got released uh, the past couple over the past couple of days. Um, and there's been a little talk about it. I mean, it's a schedule. It's nothing good. But I, I mean, people like to predict what the season's going to be and see how their team's going to match up. My team, the New England Patriots, it is going to be a tough one. Obviously, we have lost our quarterback, but we have got some harsh teams coming up on the schedule. Um, but yeah, I've guessed, I've guessed four teams. Their record. This is what some of my friends have suggested to me to pick. So this is not just my world. Like well-being, this is what other people have said they think they'd be interested in hearing. So, I've guessed the Patriots record, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers record, Kansas City Chiefs record, and the New Orleans Saints record. Um, I have the Patriots going 8 and 9. I have the Buccaneers with a 12 and 5. I have the Chiefs going 14 and 2. And I have the Saints going 13 and 3. Uh, the Patriots have a tough season. The Saints uh, are going to sweep the books, I believe, actually. The Chiefs have easy opponents. Don't get me wrong, the Chiefs are good, so that's kind of why the opponents are easy. But no, they do have easy opponents with teams that aren't so full. And the Saints also have easy opponents. And the Saints just proved themselves year in, year out to be competitors with Drew Brees there. You know, I mean... He knows that team and he knows the division well. I think they'll be okay with it. Um, so let's get a little bit into each team. Uh, I think the Patriots have got a tough test. Obviously, we're uh, losing so many players is a big reason why this is going to be a tough test for them. They've obviously brought in a new quarterback, which is a big thing. Jarrett Stidham, he's behind center. He's going to be in shotgun. This kid... Has when he 
knew he was going to have to start. He knew he was going to have to prove himself. And everyone knew he was going to have to prove himself as well. But damn, does he have a hard time proving himself this season. He's got to go up against so many good teams. We're talking likes of the, the Ravens, the Niners, the Chiefs, the Seahawks, the Texans. I mean, these are some of the big teams that I've picked out that I've gone, wow, you know, they're, they're some tough opponents to have against. Uh, he's not he's not a rookie, obviously. He's been, in, he's been in the league for a year, but he's a rookie starter. He's never started a game. He did come in against the Jets and threw a pick six. But we'll see. Um, it's a tough test for the Patriots. This one may shock you, but I have gone with the Patriots taking the win in week one versus the Dolphins. Something about me just makes me think that the Patriots will win it. Um, I believe it's at home at Gillette Stadium, which obviously they always do better in. I believe Jarrett Stidham will go out there, mix it up. I believe they'll take the win. Obviously, week two, we go against the Seahawks with Russell Wilson. We've lost a good, a good amount of people on defense. Calvin is gone. I feel like they'll torch us up and they'll win that easily on week two. But they face too many hard teams, in my opinion, to get over eight and nine. The Chiefs, Niners, Seahawks, Ravens and Texans, I feel like they'll just be beat-ups. There's no point even trying. They are good teams. They will win the games that they need to win. Without, I mean, yes, we have got the greatest, uh, the greatest coach in the league. But he, there's nothing he can do against these guys. They will struggle when Tom was there. And they are definitely going to be struggle with Stidham there. Um, I think we'll lose to the Dolphins in week 15 at the Hard Rock Stadium. But we will have a tough win. Uh, is it week 15 or week 16? I'm not sure. We'll have a tough win against the Rams. We play them on a Thursday night. I believe we'll win it, but it'll be a tough win in the new stadium. I'm looking forward to it. Now we go to the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers will be dominant. Uh, I've got them going 12-5. and five. They'll be good, but they will not beat the New Orleans Saints. I believe in the first game, the Saints, it's, it's week one. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, a great matchup. I believe the Saints win it. Um, they already know what's in place. They already have a system. Tom Brady's good, but I believe they take an easy win on this one. They they shut up everyone talking about Tom Brady and Gronkowski and however they will win the next the next meetup against the uh, Patriots. Yeah, kind of are like the Patriots now. They will they all will win will win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, in their second matchup. Um, but it's going to be a close one. I feel like they'll just win by a couple of points. Um, I also had them losing to Green Bay, which is in the early weeks. Uh, the Chiefs, they will lose to. And I believe the Vikings will be one of them shock uh, shock victories. Where they, it'll be a low-scoring game and the Vikings will just come out and score two or three touchdowns, two, maybe two touchdowns and win the game. So Bucks 12-5. and five. I have the Chiefs with the best... Uh, record why 
because it's the Chiefs. Um, obviously, the Chiefs I've got as 14-2, and two, but I want to go into them last. Uh, I want to go into the Saints first, which I've got as 13-3. and three. Uh, Like I said, the Saints will win the two games against the Buccaneers. Uh, I can't see them beating the 49ers at all, which they play later on in the season. I feel like the 49ers still have a good organisation, still have a good team, and they will build on from last year. The Super Bowl loss will help them come back and beat teams such as the Saints. Um, they won last year. I believe they can do it again. Uh, I can't remember if it's in Levi's Stadium or the Mercedes Super Bowl, uh, Superdome, but they will get it done. Uh, that's my take on it. I think they'll win. Um, the 49ers beating them. I believe they'll lose to Green Bay. I feel like Green Bay is a good team. They can beat some higher teams as well. Let's not count them out. Just because they had an awful draft this year, let's not count them out. Uh, they'll beat the Bucks and they'll also beat the Saints. That takes the Saints to uh, thirteen and two or whatever, fourteen and two, and then they will finally lose their their game to the Chiefs. It's going to be a good game between them. I can see it going either way, but I have to take the Chiefs over this one, and this is why I said I'll leave the Chiefs to last. The Chiefs fourteen and two. The Chiefs, they've got Patrick Mahomes. They've got easy opponents. They are a good team. They have their whole Super Bowl team with them this year. Uh, there's only like two people out of the starters that has left. They've got pretty much the same team. Uh, and I think they are ready to dominate. Um, I think they'll lose week one. However, I think they'll lose week one against the Texans. From what I've seen with Patrick Mahomes, it seems like he struggles in the early weeks and then lights up in later weeks. Um, I just think they will take the loss to the Texans and then they'll lose to the Ravens, which is also another early game. That's just surely, uh, purely down to the fact that I just don't think that they'll be able to handle them. Yes, they handled them last season, but I think this year is going to be different. I think the Ravens are going to come out and are going to have something about them that is going to beat the Chiefs. Uh, also, it's early in the season. I feel like the Chiefs are a team that get what they need to do and then correct it uh, later on in the season and become better as they go on, especially with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, like I said, they will dominate the weak oppositions. They will sweep their division. Uh, they will have that close game with the Saints. Obviously, the Saints have the home field advantage. It's going to be sort of a game of who wants it more. Um, Patrick Mahomes or Drew Brees does Drew Brees want to go out there and show up this kid or is Patrick Mahomes going to do his crazy passes behind the back no look passes sidearm passes and torch up the Saints defence but I definitely think it'll be a close game and definitely a game that I'm going to watch like I said I've got the Chiefs winner at the end um, so yeah that was my little prediction of what the records were going to be for some of the teams uh, I do hope I'm right and I don't look like an idiot um, obviously, it's the NFL. Anything's to change. Anything can happen. There could be a new sign-in towards the end of the, uh, towards the start of the season, and that could completely change everything. Could be an injury. You name it. It's the NFL. If you watch it, you already know that it's crazy. Um, but yeah, they're my predictions. You can hold me to it if you want, but I wouldn't because. They're just predictions. Uh, I have no idea what's going to happen. Don't hold me to it. Don't actually don't hold me to it. 
because they're probably not going to be right and you're probably just going to tell me I'm wrong. But yeah, they're my predictions. Um, yeah, let's hope they're right. Let's hope they're right. Uh, apart from the Patriots one, I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. Hopefully the Patriots win that uh, division title and we go to the playoffs. Hopefully. The star at the end, Jerion Clowney, is holding out right now. He's not been picked up from a team. The 27-year-old was in Houston for five years and he just played his last season with the Seahawks. And this man's not been picked up. What's wrong? I'll tell you what's wrong. This guy has asked for too much money. And teams that have a little bit of common sense, they're, they're understanding that, okay? I think most people are... This guy's in free agency. The Seahawks look like they're not going to bring him back into the team. Uh, if you listen to my second podcast, I was talking with uh, my friend Ben, Seahawks fan. He was talking about him as well. He hoped they brought him back. But, I mean, the thing is, this guy isn't a sack beast. Um, if you look at his stats, it's not his best year stat-wise. Uh, he's had better. Um, but I think... The thing about Clowney is that he brings the pressure. He doesn't always bring the sacks. He brings that double team. He brings the pressure towards the quarterback, makes him throw off the wrong foot. He is definitely a guy who sets up other people because of his presence. Um, so I don't think he gets all the credit on the stats. That's why I don't always like stats because it doesn't show you the little things a player does, such as uh, like a, a wide receiver drawing a double team. I mean, it can be a star receiver. He can run deep, draw a double seam and leave someone completely wide open but you won't get a stat for that. That's why you can't always listen to stats but he's, he's a good player, okay, he's a good player. Um, he had a rough year last year and that could also be down to his muscle injury, he had a core muscle injury. Um, he didn't put up the stats he wanted, he started uh, 11 games, he played 13 games, not his best year but this guy's still not signed, why, why? Obviously, money, uh, he said, okay, I think he understood that he was asking a little bit too high. So he said, all right, I'll bring it down. Uh, and still nothing's happened. Um, I think the teams he could join are the Eagles, the Browns, or the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks at the moment is a very slim chance. I think if they wanted him back, I mean, they had all that time to evaluate him and see if they fit in his system. He fits in the system and... They haven't. They haven't really made an effort to bring him back. They haven't really made an effort to negotiate with him. And I think that's just because they are done with him. They know that he's not what's best for them. Um, the Browns could take him or the Eagles could take him. There's actually a report coming in from the other day that the Eagles sent a contract to Clowney and there has been nothing since. Uh, obviously, this is just a report. There is nothing confirmed on this. Uh, it's just an insider has just got a little bit of information has put it out there, so this could be completely wrong. But uh, if the Eagles have sent him the contract, um, what's wrong? What's wrong in that contract? Why aren't you taking that contract? Why aren't you taking the money? If you want to play this season, take the contract. There's not many teams that are going to want to sign you, especially with the money you're asking for and not being a star player. Not many teams are going to want to sign. Um, and that's just a fact. I mean, that's a straight fact. You can you can see it. I mean, teams aren't signing. He's holding out. He's been... I mean, 
if you're an NFL coach, a GM or whatever, if you look at this guy and you can see that he is just holding out and he's being persistent, he wants this much, this much, this much. Could that put a team off? Um, look at his attitude and go, he's not a star player. I mean, he is a star player. He can, he can draw that coverage, but he's not getting the stats as a star player. He's asking for star player money. Should we put a risk on this guy with his attitude that he's showing of I want, I want, I want? Should they take the risk? I don't think so. He he needs. To, I think he needs to understand that teams don't want him. Teams don't need him. They could do with him if they, if he was like available. But he's asking for too much, and teams don't want it. Also, obviously, with this whole quarantine thing, uh, teams can't evaluate him and see if they'll if he'll fit how he plays and his injury that he had last year. So that also could be stopping some teams from looking into him and not taking the risk on him. His stats went down last season, so what's going to say that this injury can't come back up and put his stats down? Is there any point putting that money on him? You need to really see the guy to tell if he is ready to join your team, in my opinion. You know, it's a sticky one with uh, Kalani. I don't know where he's going to go, but I think for him and for the team, the Browns is the best option. Just because I feel like it's an organization he could fit in, I could see him in the I could see him in the team. Obviously, with Miles Garrett and Jerry on uh, Clowney there on that line, there's going to be a few worried quarterbacks. I definitely think it could help the team. But are they willing to spend that money? Um, probably not, but but potentially, if they think it can work right, if they think they can use him to get Garrett open and get a sack join take the money they offer you and join go with it he needs to be somewhere there's not a lot I can say about him because everything's kept uh, pretty close on the wraps um, there's not really been a lot said he's not really making a lot of uh, statements he's a free agent he needs a home he needs to understand his place he needs to understand that teams don't want him they could do with him they don't want him. and not willing to pay all of that money to have him. Understand his position. Understand if you want to play what you've got to do. You can't hold out because teams don't want you. Uh, I think he's just got to go. He's just got to drop that price, accept someone's contract, go play, maybe a year contract somewhere quick and play your best. Show everyone why they should have signed you. And if that team go, oh shit, let's keep him in. Uh, let's keep this guy in the team. You know, we can we can use him. Take that money then. But prove to people why you deserve that money. Don't just ask for that money. Prove to people. You had a bad season last year. You're coming into free agency. It's not the best. Yeah, well, I was good for a couple of seasons. I didn't get great stats, but I was still good. And uh, I mean, I've, let's just forget about last year. I mean... Let's talk about seasons I had before. Yeah, let's forget about my muscle injury. You know, you've got to go in there, drop your price low for a year, take it and just play like an absolute beast. Use this time to be training, come back, play like a beast. And if that team want you, get your money from them. If they don't want you, go get your money from someone else. But prove to everyone why they should have you. And then then get your money. 
you just got to hold out a year, play like a beast, maybe ask for a contract where it's low, but then you have incentives added on, uh, some contract bonus, you know, if I get X amount of sacks, I get this much. And then prove to everyone why you deserve that money. Uh, he hasn't proved it. Yes, he's a good player, but he hasn't proved it. Um, why do you expect teams to take take the risk on you? Don't do it with other people. Prove it. Prove to everyone why you should be highly paid. And then I think we have a conversation. Uh, until then, he's a free agent. I hope he doesn't do what Le'Veon Bell did and sit out a year. I hate that. I hated that move. Just down to the fact that I just feel like it's so childish. You've waited all your life to play in the NFL and you're going to sit out a year because you didn't get what you want. Just go and play. I know it's not great. I know you want money, but you're still getting good money. Go prove to yourself why you, prove to yourself and prove to everyone else why you should get more. But that's just my stance on him. Someone get him signed. You need to accept it. Play your ass off and then get that, get that money, get that bag, get yourself something. But until then... He's not getting big bags. That's it. Now, just before I started recording this podcast, uh, I was looking over some news and I seen a post, can't remember who it was by, but basically saying that the relationship between Josh McDaniels, who is the Patriots offensive coordinator, and Tom Brady, who was the Patriots quarterback, obviously, their relationship together was deteriorating and that was the reason why Tom Brady wanted to get his ass out of New England and leave. I read this article, well I've seen the headline, I didn't even get to, I didn't didn't even read it. I saw the headline and I just, I don't want to report on it. Just, Just for the fact I just didn't feel like it was truth. Once again I feel like it was one of these things coming out of the media that was is just there to stir up some shit and that's what the media do. Oh, Tom Brady didn't like Bill. Oh, Tom Brady didn't like Robert Kraft. Oh, Bill didn't want to do this. And now it's Josh McDaniels. It, it, it irritates me. I think it's just one of them things that the media do to get a story. There's not a lot of stories going on. It's one of the things they use to get a story. That's why I didn't report on it. Tom Brady, come out on Instagram, completely shut down this shit. Quote, stop this nonsense. He said, please be more responsible with reporting. And he called Josh McDaniels his brother for life. And actually tagged Josh McDaniels. Um, I didn't even know he had an Instagram. He's private. And he has like 200 followers or something. So I gave him a follow. Doubt I'll get one back. He's probably a private guy and it's his private Instagram. Uh... And maybe Tom accidentally added him. Maybe. Um, or he just didn't accept anyone. I'm not sure. But I definitely think this goes to show how desperate the NFL can be. Uh, Tom Brady has no obligation to reply. He's not with the team. He's just on good terms as friends. He has no... It's not like he's playing with the Patriots and he has to sort of go out there and defend his team and his honour and be like, no, look, we're great. We're going to go into the season and kick ass. It's one of those things where he's saying it, I think, just from his own heart and saying, look, he could have just ignored it. He could have just texted Josh McDaniels and been like, hey, look what they're saying. It's funny. 
but he went out and addressed it and I think that's I think that's just saying like look I don't have to address it but I am addressing it because it's false and they do it to him enough he's not even with the team and they're still trying to find a way to say something bad about a relationship in New England uh, I think he's fed up of it and I can't blame him he's moved to a new team they're still giving him he didn't have to respond, but he did because he's probably sick of it and you can't blame the guy for being sick of it. You're in a new team now. You've got a new offensive coordinator, a new head coach, new everyone. Apart from Rob Gronkowski, he's not new. But you have a new team around you and people are still talking about the old team like it matters. Tom, probably shouldn't have addressed it. Probably should have left it alone. But to be fair, good on him. He shut it down. He told everyone what is what. I mean, what else can you ask? Tom Brady going out there, going on Instagram, shutting everyone down, telling everyone to zip it, shut it, and go away. Look, talking about Instagram, I'm going to drop a cheeky little self-promotion at across the underscore pond. Please follow me. I said that at the start. I will say it again. Hit me up on social media. I am trying to post on there as much as I can. Give me a follow, give me likes. And if you have any questions you want me to address in the next podcast, I mean, you can always feel free. And when I have time in a podcast, I will put some questions in. Um, but yeah, go follow me on there. And also keep doing what you're doing, Tom. I mean, just ignore what they say. It's it, it's It's a quiet time. So uh, reporters will make up anything, but that's it. Don't worry about it. And that is a wrap. What a great podcast I've had today. Uh, I've enjoyed recording this, some fun things to talk about, some good situations, and I'm ready for another week of more football news. I hope you are too. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the podcast. Um, Thank you for letting me speak to you and thank you for listening to the whole thing. Uh, I appreciate the support that everyone has given me. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart um, for for the support. Like I said, you should follow me on Instagram at across the underscore pond. I know it's getting repetitive now and I keep saying it, but all support and help would be great. If you can like, post, comment on post, help build my reach up, um, I'd really appreciate it. If you listened all this way, thank you very much. And if you have, send me a message on Instagram, send you've listened all, all the way, and I will personally shout you out. I know I've not got many followers, but I will shout you out as well, uh, just as a little thank you, and just to appreciate uh, you listening. Um, like I said, so yeah, thank you for listening to the podcast, and I'll see you next time on episode five.